We're here again and happy to be here again with the Poetry for the People podcast. My name is Jeff Kalis, and this is actually the second podcast I've recorded today. That is a first for me. I've never done two in one day, but I feel extra special. I had two wonderful poets in the studio with me this morning, and I've got two fabulous poets in the (laughs) studio with me this afternoon, and I will have them introduce themselves, pointing out before I do that, that all of us, me included, uh, are currently in Tamina Khan's Poetry for the People class, which gave rise to the podcast. So, ladies first. Hi, my name is Martley Paranda. All right, Martley. And uh, what got you into uh, the class? Actually, I love reading poetry. Basically, I look into Instagram poems. Mm. And what got me into the class is I saw it in the class schedule, and it was unique. It said, Poetry for the People. It just sparked interest to me because it's not a English writing class, and it's more of a social class. So that kept me interested and signed up for the class. Very social in a very fun way. Exactly. And this is one of our fellow socialists. Now, one of our fellow very social poets is now going to introduce himself. Hello, I'm Donald Jerome Banford Jr. Nice to meet y'all. And I gather that both of you, in addition to being in the uh, Poetry for the People class, you also have a nutrition class together which is pretty trippy. How do you go from nutrition to poetry? I don't really know. I just go to class and uh, try to listen. You should ask her. I think she's way better at it than I am. No, but what uh, sparked your signing up in a poetry class? Oh, poetry class? Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, the Def Jam Poetry Slam. All um, right. Also, like, I'm not very good at writing, so I thought this would be a good way to improve it. Uh, I used to write poetry in like, elementary school. I was pretty good at it. However, uh, I just stopped for some reason. I'm not exactly sure why, but I like it. I think you might get two votes in the studio for your being a pretty good poet right now. Oh, thank we you. like what you do. Yes, absolutely. Is the jam kind of thing going in the Bay Area, and have you been to any of those jams? No, I actually haven't. I think the first poetry event I actually went to was the one in one that we done for the class in, in the bookstore. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was my very first poetry event. Yeah, Which was not, I mean, it wasn't like totally slam, that kind of, it, it was actually a mix of different kinds of poetry. Yeah. But I think in the class, one great thing about the class is its diversity, not only in terms of race and gender, ethnic background, and age, but also the different kinds of poetry that come out of these people, which isn't necessarily predictable by any of those demographic categories that they might fit into. You can't really predict just by looking at somebody what they're going to be sounding like and what they're going to be wanting to write about. Mm -hmm. But um, why don't we go ahead, Donald, and have you introduce the first of your poems that you're going to be reading. Tell us how you came on that subject. Did it come out of an assignment or was it purely your imagination? How did it come to be? The way I came about this poem is 
we were given a topic during class from uh, Professor Khan talking about a childlike poem that's very fun and playful. And I thought about my dad. My father really loves jelly beans. So it's like, oh, jelly beans, perfect. So uh, the title of my poem is called Jelly Bellies. It's very short, but uh, I like it. Jelly bellies, nice to meet you, but it's even better when I eat you. But you probably know this by now. You're the reason I'm so round. That's <laughs> so cute. Yeah. How do you manage to get across humor and delight in just a few lines? That's almost like the Japanese form of poetry, which depends on compressing everything haiku. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I think that totally scores. Yeah. All right. We're going to pass on now to Martley. And Martley, which poem, which of the many poems that we all have been writing all semester did you choose to read and how did you initiate this poem so i initiated this poem during spring break we didn't technically ah. have a homework but i still do like writing poetry in my free time that's, so, a, good, that's a good sign yes <laughs> <laughs> so this was inspired during spring break and mm. the title of my poem is called sunset all right I wish you could treat me like how you treat the sun as it sets. You stare at it like it's the most majestic thing in the world. You admire its flaws and still see the beauty of it, despite the harsh weather that surrounds it. You yearn and want more of it, even if you can only see it once a day. Lastly, you wait for it, till it's finally ready to set and fall. Would you be willing to wait for me till I'm ready to set and fall for you? Let's adore one another as we become each other's sun, rising and setting together as one. I'm afraid that when we move too fast too soon, that I might never see beauty in the sun as I once used to. I'm afraid that it'll only remind me of the pain of losing a friend, of losing you. That's truly all I ever wanted, a friend called the sun in the spring. That's lovely. Amazing. And, Beautiful that you can share with us and uh, here uh, from here in the studio with the podcast audience, something that really feels so personal. It does. It sounds, uh, doesn't it, like it was addressed to somebody yeah. in particular. Is that the case? Maybe. 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 So totally. nobody <laughs> nobody whom we need to identify. No need. Right now. But it's very much in a sense, I think, a love poem. Although I think some of the best of love poems you don't really need as a reader or somebody listening to it to be concerned about whom it was written to, because in a sense, love stands on its own. Correct. It is enough in and of itself. Uh, so, Donald, tell us a little bit about what it is you like about the Poetry for the People class. Is it the first poetry class you ever took? Yes, it's the first poetry class. Uh, I think my favorite thing about the class is the personalities. Everybody's very different. Um, but we well, without, without naming names, <laughs> tell us a little bit about those differences and, uh, and what appeals to you. I like to think I'm kind of soft-spoken. I don't, 
I would like to get my words across in very few words, if I can. As you proved with that uh, first poem. Yeah, but we have some people in class who uh, are very, they have a lot to say. True. Yeah, and they're not very afraid on how they say it, which I think is amazing. Sometimes I wish I can do that. Um, mm -hmm. If you're listening, you know who you are. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them probably wish that that they were perfectly willing to sit quiet at times and take it all in the way that you do so nicely. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like what you're saying is that, in a sense, when you get together with a bunch of different people, you become more than just your individual self or your individual personality. In a sense, you're part of a family. Is that true? Yeah. I'm real big on family. So whenever I can get in a group and uh, we can vibe together, it's a real great thing. Uh, yeah. What's your own uh, family situation right now? We're uh, pretty good. I'm getting uh, more accustomed to a couple of my uh, brothers and sisters. We're kind of separated when we were younger, you know, different oh, yeah. families, different fathers and whatnot. So we didn't spend a bunch of time together. And uh, recently, you know, we spent a lot more time, so it's been great. That's good news. Are any of the others of them writers? Yes, my sister actually just published a book. Um, it's called Undefeated Season by Asa Jasmine Avogalio. You know, I'm plugging her book right now. You know, get it on Amazon. She's amazing. She's my sister. And would so. you spell her name for us? I can't. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Polynesian name. It sounds like it's a mouthful. Yeah. Um, say say the title of the book again, if you will, Donald. The Undefeated Season on Amazon. Yeah, I can't spell her name. It's a Polynesian name, and I'm not too great on spelling of certain names. That's perfectly okay. But yeah. what's the book about? Her struggles within the past couple of years, uh, going through divorce, going through sickness and whatnot, wow. and how she got by, you know, from her belief in God and whatnot. You know, you don't have to be a real spiritual person, but, you know, her message is very powerful. Hmm. Well, all of those things that she's going through and that are so real for her, they also sound like things if you wanted to, you could write poems about. Yeah. Because those are all real, pressing human things. Yeah. What's your other poem that you want to read right now? My other poem is called Me, Myself, and I. That's a good topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were supposed to talk about our childhood. Growing up, I was... I was by myself for a little bit. My parents were always around, but they, you know, they were busy doing work or whatnot. Okay. So this poem just talking about uh, that time during my childhood. So here I go, me, myself, and I. In the morning, I wake up in a house that is not a home, but it's the only place I know. And as I wake, I realize I'm yet again all alone. Father at work and mother somewhere, the room I'm in seems to have the coldest of air. Also very short poem, but... Again, very personal, and you rhymed. Yeah. Which a lot of poets are not inclined to do. They're afraid of rhymes. It's almost like being a modern poet, and I think this has been the case for probably even a large part of the 20th century, people got away from rhyming. And going back to it is a little scary, but you did a good job with that. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. Probably. All right. Uh, say a little bit more, Martley, about your reactions to the, the poetry for the people class, maybe also to uh, our instructor, because I think she's special in her approach, both to poetry and to teaching. Yes, absolutely. So Miss Tamina Khan, she's very inspiring because she has opened up my mind to different types of poetry, mm -hmm. but not only that, but also caring for 
social issues. So we've done poems about current events and not just personal feelings. So having that variety really opened my mind to all sorts of things that poetry can do. And does that mean that you have found you can write about more than one thing? Absolutely. When I first started writing poetry, it's basically my journal. So it's more personal. But now that I, I've done the class, I've been exposed to writing about other things other than myself. So I think that is very significant. And what's the case with the next poem that you're going to be sharing with us? So for the next poem, it's still about myself. <laughs> right. We can allow that, I think, Donald, can we? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'll piggyback on Donald. It's about my childhood <laughs> as well. All right. So, All right. So this is about having resilience and being able to stand back up. This is called Amazon. To all those that inflicted me with pain, thanks for putting me to shame. For the most part, I kept sane. Most days, I mumble on my journal, then I close it, staring at the horizon, hoping that eventually it will all go away. Far, far away, together with my fury, whilst retaining my pride. I sing to myself, I cry myself to sleep at night. It tires me enough to forget, hoping to eventually forgive. It took time to achieve, much patience, more so practice, or maybe adaptation. I've done it for so long and so much that it became routine, second nature. Now, when it reoccurs, recuperation is condensed, recovers easily, much stronger, hopefully wiser. And that's why I thank you, because imagine if I wasn't trained in the Amazon, then I probably wouldn't make it out alive. You saved me from further destruction and gave me resilience. You saved me from self-hatred. You saved me. Now, stop saving me. Rather, save yourself. Be better. Show that you can be better. Start patching up your own wounds because I've patched all minds up. Now, it's your turn. And please, I beg of you, don't you dare return. Terrific. Thank what you. a tribute. I was wondering at the beginning of the poem when you announced the title and then thinking after you were done, maybe Martley is the Amazon. She's like an Amazon warrior because she's conquered these things. Absolutely. What did you think about that poem, Donald? That was great. I wish I could write more like that. <laughs> um, but uh, I write the way I write and you write like that, exactly. which is amazing. So. I know part of what we discover in the class, and I guess a rediscovering here in the studio, is the beauty of differences. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That poem, in a sense, was almost better than therapy. I would think even the people listening to this on the podcast, whatever might be going on in their lives, when they hear this, it's like you are telling them you can fix it. Whatever Mistakes may have been made, whatever you've done wrong, done badly, or even done meanly, you can forgive yourself and go on. Absolutely. How amazing that poetry can do that kind of thing. Donald, where do you want to go? You know, I think we're all a little sad that uh, this semester is coming to an end. How many classes do we have left? Three or Something I think like so. that. Three. Not About that three. many. Mm -hmm. So where are you going to go with poetry and with writing from here, Donald? I'm going to write poetry every now and then. I do it now. I have a little notebook in my 
in my phone. So I just write. That's a good side. I download stuff on there. They're much shorter than what I've been saying. So parts and pieces, what I like, little phrases. So I'm going to try to keep it up. But I would imagine you would allow yourself at any time you felt like it and at any time you had the time, you could take any of those fragments and turn it into a longer piece, explore whatever you're feeling, whatever you're writing about at greater length. Yeah, I, I do that at times. They sound okay at some points, but uh, you know, I try to break them up, try to make each their own. So That's terrific. Probably the more you do it, yeah. uh, the more you'll become your own cheering squad. Mm-hmm. Martley, where is uh, poetry going to go for you? I'll still be writing poetry every day. Hopefully, just little tiny bits, similar to what Jennifer, I believe, was her name. Oh, yeah. Writing little bits of what you see and putting it all in a notebook and hoping that it'll eventually become a poem. Those notebooks are precious to us. Exactly. Better, in a sense, than anything we could buy at a store or or be able to Google because it's ours. Mm -hmm. And we have such a debt to our Poetry for the Podcast teacher, Tamina Khan. We want to do a shout-out, too, to the amazing producer of this podcast, Nicholas Harder, who not only lets us come into the studio and talk and read whatever we want to, but also makes it sound so good as it goes on into eternity out over the Internet. Thanks to you all, too, who are listening to this. Keep listening. Listen to our uh, older podcast. Listen to the ones upcoming. And who knows how long this might go on. I might have these poets uh, back here next semester. Anything could happen. It's the Poetry for the People podcast. Thank you all. And keep writing. Yo, deuces.